Welcome to the Release Date Podcast. Here, we interview game developers about their upcoming game releases and the people behind the studio. I'm here with you, Olga, and you work for Squarehead Games, right? Yes, this is a studio I founded in 2015. Oh, awesome. Okay. And you're working with Alien Pixel Studios on Unbound. Unbound, yes. Uh, Unbound Worlds Apart. Yeah, so just give a short description of the game and maybe your role there on the game. Well, it is a 2D puzzle platformer. Your character can connect to different worlds, to parallel worlds. So you have the ability to open a magic portal and to have uh, another world whenever you want. The ability may help you in solving the puzzles or it can lead you to some hidden traps. You have to treat uh, to be careful when using this portal and connecting the worlds. So uh, also this uh, portal and these worlds can affect your game mechanics. It's a small uh, twist we have you can um, you have a night vision mechanic you have a reverse gravity mechanic and you have sometimes um, the enemies can turn their behavior and to change it radically so you have to be aware of all that stuff hmm. and my role in this game i'm the artist i'm doing everything from concepting for art, from art direction to the assets we well implementing in the game now, does that include like all animation, like every aspect of the art is you? Uh, every aspect of the art, although we are looking uh, for the animators to help us with this particular segment, animations, because I'm not very proficient in that area. But uh, other than that, uh, all the art is covered by me. That's awesome. Let's let's start with you before we get too far into the game. Who are you? How did you get into the uh, into the industry? Well, um, back in the days, I joined this industry in two thousand and five, somewhere in that range of time. And uh, in that period in Romania and Bucharest, the gaming industry was quite small. It only, was only starting. Some studios, uh, big studios like Ubisoft and Gameloft, were already here in Bucharest, but uh, that was pretty much it. And uh, for me, it was quite a fascinating, uh, fascinating um, industry. I um, I really wanted to join it, but it was kind of I don't know a secluded industry, uh, hard to get in, especially right. as, uh, as a woman, as a girl. It was a kind of boys club. <laughs> so when the, I was just looking and drooling at the job in gaming industry, and um, <laughs> when Electronic Arts came to Bucharest. Uh, they had uh, some openings, and of course, I I applied for a 2D pixel artist there because it was uh, a division for mobile gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the job, and since I never left the industry since then, I'm still in gaming. Before that, were you were an artist outside of the gaming industry? Uh, before that, I um, worked for a children's book publisher. I made some. Uh, children's book uh, I uh, illustrated and uh, after that I w- worked for a e-learning company that made uh, electronic books for uh, for kids and uh, it was not quite gaming industry but still just cl- getting closer to the gaming industry and when I had the chance had the opportunity I just was no brainer I applied to do for the job so that, that was your goal when you um when you started your interest in Art was your ultimate end goal to be in the gaming studio, or did you just like drawing when you were young? And... When I was young, when I was 
very very young i was just was like uh, just liked drawing very much i ever since i remember i was drawing on my mother's walls in, in <laughs> back home it was not very pleasing for her but uh, anyway she she was very patient with me and she advised me to well don't you want to go to an art school if you are so keen to draw on everything? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes, is there such a thing like an art school? Yes, of course. So <laughs> I went to an art school and then to a high school with, with um, art high school we have here and then to university and so on. And when I finished my master's degree and looked for a job, I uh, started with books for kids and then set my eye on gaming industry and get and got into it it seems to have worked out for you well i mean what's next you've gotten your game you've started your own studio oh man like where do you go from here where do i go i hope to have some um, success with my <laughs> yeah right i guess is this your uh, first game title yes. under squarehead games we have actually developed some mobile games casual little some very small casual mobile games uh, but uh, this is the first uh, uh, bigger title i was looking for a bigger title to work on and uh, when i met the guys from alien pixel they had the idea for the project and they had their coding and design covered and were looking for artists so it was a very a perfect moment and i joined <laughs> them joined the team to to work on a bigger project so you met them in Bucharest. Um, you said in 2005, the gaming industry was much smaller with just Ubisoft, Gameloft, and you know EA coming in now. Is, how does the uh, indie development scene look in Bucharest now? Is it much stronger than it was before? Than it was before, for sure it is stronger, but it is quite small yet, comparing to other countries like, I don't know, Sweden or some countries like that. It is quite small, but uh, we are quite united and we support each other um, very well um, our support goes from i don't know moral support to buying each other games and we kind of know each other and there are a lot of get-togethers where we share our games our projects and share the feedbacks and advices on what to do next and how to do it it was quite strong small but strong community um, in the community here in bucharest I guess since you're in Europe, Romania is in Europe. I'm not crazy, right? Yeah. Okay. Still is. Yeah, right. For now. You have access to, obviously, the whole European Union. Has Have you guys traveled much as a as a team yet? We actually took Unbound and uh, exhibited in uh, at Gamescom in Köln last year. And then this year we went to Dubrovnik and showed the, the Unbound uh, just to see the feedback, to see the reaction of uh, people and... Uh, to look for a publisher and possibly investor. Uh, yes, we did travel as a team and it was very helpful for us. It was a kind of team building. So, yes, we did travel a bit. Was that feedback um, valuable? Was, was it something you guys think is worth doing for uh, indie developers in, in Europe? Yes, it was very valuable f- uh, feedback. It was great feedback mostly. And uh, it um, helped us with the issues we didn't understand or didn't know how to approach in in our game. And it is advisable for anyone who is developing a game to show to show it to as many people as <laughs> it possibly can, um, because there are 
things when you are developing, when you are working on your own game, there are things that you're missing out you even from your game. So it helps to have a fresh look on it and it's uh, sometimes it's eye-opening. So yes, of course, if you have a game, show it to anyone who will want to watch, look at it. That's awesome advice. Before we get to the game, I, I just wanted to understand more about how your teamwork works across the Alien Pixel Studios. And uh, for Squarehead Games, are you are you alone there, or are you um, do you have partners? I started alone, but I do have partners that I I developed our games with, of course, and we even made some work for hire projects. And of course, we had some other, some outside help. But uh, basically, for now, Squareheads Games means only me mm-hmm. as an associate. I don't have any other associate. And uh, with LM Pixel, we work more as a team as opposed to two, two studios project and something that big. So we work together as a team. We even uh, now have our office where we work full-time together and we are even considering open another studio with all of our associated in it so it will be easier on the paperwork and possibly future partnerships and publishers so it will be just easier and we'll, we'll release Unbound on the new studio, under new studio. <laughs> so let's move to the game. Artwork is um, an interesting field I think in terms of like developing your own style and creating something unique would you uh would you say that there are concrete examples you can point to as inspirations for your work on the game well uh, yes as an inspiration um, for the art on the game i quite looked at the journey if you know game yeah and uh, the orient the blind forest is also an awesome game with the <laughs> art style showcase there and yes we, of course these are mainly two games that inspire me every time I'm, I need an inspiration. <laughs> yeah, or- Ori especially is really beautiful. And then the new one they showcased um, at E3 yeah. was really jaw-dropping. Yes, they really set the target, the standard very high for the <laughs> <A> platformer. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so the, the trailer shows like several environments that the character passes through. Uh, I, I can imagine that it becomes difficult to um, really like differentiate each area and do all this artwork. Can you speak to how how difficult it is? It's a lot of uh, to take in when creating a landscape. It's a lot to take into consideration. You have to look at what you want the user to see it and to feel and the mood what, what the mood of the scene is and how to set it. And uh, you have to be careful when balancing the color scheme to support that mood that you want to, uh, the user to feel. And uh, it is difficult, but uh, it's more in, more interesting than challenging than difficult, I would say. Mm. So when you have to illustrate a story and uh, to make all these scenes, you just, I don't know, let your imagination play. <laughs> <laughs> what comes out of it? Yeah. If you had to, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being, like, the most difficult or challenging and interesting, how would you rate, like, your old children's book illustrations versus, like, 
working on a on a video game that's like in motion. Like eleven. I don't eleven. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, with children's books, it's all simple and right. It's mainstream. I mean, it's all. I don't know how to express it even. It's just. It's uncomparable. It's it's. it's uncomparable, night and day. Yeah. Okay. Children's books. You'll work alone, and all you want to do is, and you are doing basically what you want to do, and. But uh, on a game, you are working uh, on a team and you get a lot of feedback, a lot of back and forth, a lot of fixing. And it's, uh, it's not comparable even. So I, was, I, I took a look at your portfolio and it, it's, there's a big variety there between realistic and cartoony. And I saw some of the mobile games I think you worked at. I don't remember. Was it a candy shop or something that was very uh, cartoony? And- yes, uh, Candy Run is actually, actually one of the mobile games we developed in uh, the Squareheads games already. In my portfolio, I showcased I showcased um, the works from almost 12 years of uh, working in this industry. And um, during that time, I worked on in different companies and different projects. And each project came up with uh, their own art style. And I have to adjust to each art style. And it was and interesting and challenging at the same time because you are, are getting to experience uh, such a variety of styles that they, um, in the end it kind of is broadening your universe on uh, how you view your art in general and how you are starting to appreciate each art style more uh, than if you are uh, focusing only on one art style you kind of dismissive dismissing all the others and it's wrong, I think, when <laughs> some do this, but uh, it's not advisable. I think uh, even if you uh, have one art style that's defining your work, it's um, advisable from time to time to try something new, to try to make the same piece um, you made in, I don't know, very realistically, try to cartoon it, to make it cartoon or different. It's quite eye-opening sometimes. Yeah. So. This is why I put in my portfolio the works that are so different because it kind of represents, every work represents a part of my career. So (laughs) I'm glad to show it to everyone. So. Yeah, they're, they're beautiful pieces too, so that also helps. <laughs> Specifically for Unbound, how how did you come across that style of art? And um, what are some of the benefits and difficulties with the style you ended up choosing? For Unbound, the art style was dictated by the, by the story. Because uh, you're basically a fairy, a fairy tale character that has the ability to connect to different worlds. So it's already a fairy tale feel to to the story so we went with this and i decided to put it a little bit of a dark twist so it won't be too casual and too cartoony to be a little bit of dark fairy tale art styles and also we thought that with uh, puzzle games fans will agree with this art style it's uh, not a hardcore game or uh, basically the art style wants to support the mood and the story of the game it wants to to help the user to immerse itself better in the story now you bring up how you made the artwork for unbound worlds apart darker so that it wasn't too you know light yes. What 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 kind of feelings are you trying to evoke? Is it is it strictly story based? Like, do you work around any other constraints other than story? I guess is the question. The constraints um, for the style, no, it's only the story, and we. I want to to player to feel that uh, the world is in danger, 
and it's not about you feeling sad it's uh, about the overall that you have a beautiful wor- world that is endangered and you have to save it so this is why uh, this is what i'm trying to communicate to to the player the constraints the game design constraints and the optimization constraints that uh, it's only for the assets it's more technical but uh, for the style in general it's i work around the story in the trailer um at one point in the background there there are figures climbing up a rope on the side of a mountain and oh yeah <laughs> you're familiar and then some someone at the top another figure cuts kicks them off and cuts the rope and makes sure they can't go up this to me is storytelling through the environment through the artwork the type of storytelling well actually that particular scene will no longer be in the game i'm sorry oh. to... <laughs> um, it doesn't support the story right now but um we do want to to tell fragments of the story and uh, of the of the journey of the character through these little cutscenes throughout the game, to, just to clear it up for the user. When, but that particular scene will no longer <laughs> in the final. Oftentimes in games, I find, especially in puzzle platformers, where you might need to stop and just look at what's around you and make you know hash it out in your head. That, that that environmental storytelling is really important for this genre of game, I feel, uh, yes, specifically. I, yes, uh, I think so. So um, you, you spoke to how difficult it was in 2005 for you to join the industry as, as a female and in an area where there wasn't much industry. What, yes. what advice would you give to artists these days? It's 2018, you know, the internet is everywhere almost now is there is there anything different general advice for the young artists if you like this industry and if you want to join this industry you have to learn a lot and the most important you have to tone down a bit your ego because we artists have a huge ego (laughs) and get sometimes in the way of good teamwork and um, to bear in mind that every game is a team uh, is based on teamwork and uh, when you are joining a team you have to be a team player and set aside the little uh, set a little aside the ego and just take less personally every feedback because artists do take personally the feedback they get especially a negative one and uh, go for it of course it's a huge industry and it's a place for everyone if you like cartoon art there is a place for you if you like very realistic art there is also a place for you and it's a industry where you can have fun working and it's a cool industry so i think it's uh, you can it's a good industry to be in and um one last question what um what things do you need to know before you begin working on the game? Uh, you, you spoke mostly, you base it off story. I think uh, the most important thing is to know your target audience, to know who will play your game, and uh, to cater to their taste. It's kind of very important to do, because if you are making a game for a hardcore gamers, it's no use to make a cartoon style, Candy Crush lifestyle, <laughs> so... When you're creating the assets for the game and you are setting the art direction direction first and then creating the assets, it's know your player. Know your player very well. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. And marketing, I think, is one thing that indie developers sometimes struggle with. 
Well, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, mar- yeah, I mean, marketing is money most of the time. So without that money, you have to become creative, I think. Um, you do. Um, we are mostly the developers in, in the area, not the salesmen. <laughs> so it, it gets difficult to us uh, to market our games. But, uh, well, that's where the publisher comes in and... Uh, if you uh, are not able to make your own marketing campaign, which is fine, you can get a publisher. So do you have any anything you want to mention about the game or about yourself as we close up here? Well, I don't know. Whoever listens to the interview, check out our game. <laughs> when uh, we release the demo, at least try it. <laughs> See? Yeah. And pass feedback. It will be very nice to hear it. And that's Unbound Worlds Apart. Yes. And that's going to be on Steam. Uh, is, is that the platform? Uh, yes, it's going to be first released on Steam. And then we are looking to port it to Switch and uh, to Nintendo Switch and to PC, uh, PS4. And we're just looking into all the other platforms we can port it to. But it was, will be after the release on Steam. Awesome. And um, when is the expected release date? Do, do we have that? Well, we hope to release it in uh, May next year so fingers crossed we will <laughs> manage to finish the game on time but uh, the deadline set is may 2019 for now <laughs> awesome do you have do you have any social media is squarehead games on twitter or where where would people go for news oh uh, we also actually um, have a site website squareheadgames.com we also are on facebook squareheads games romania and on twitter twitter squareheads uh, underscore fun well, you can go whenever social media you see fit for you for news and um, we also will be making a kickstarter kickstarter campaign for unbound uh, so uh, we'll be releasing a demo a demo uh, earlier, I think um, somewhere in November. Awesome. So, so the so the Kickstarter will launch in November, you think, with the demo? Oh, we think so. We hope so. We are working yeah, yeah. on it, and uh, maybe people can try our demo earlier, e- earlier, and uh, then in May buy our, buy the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I hope so. Thanks for the interview. I appreciate it, and I can't wait to try it out. Thank you very much. I can wait to see your feedback. To hear your feedback. <laughs> I'll shoot you an email. Of course, please do. <laughs> Thank you again to Olga of Squarehead Games. If you enjoyed this episode of the Release Date Podcast, feel free to subscribe. And if you're an indie dev, feel free to go to releasedate.zone and go to the contact page. Let me know if you're interested in an interview and we can schedule something out. Thanks again and have a good one.